Time now for our Brandt Rugby World Cup expert interview, your local John Deere equipment supplier. We're joined by former All Black Ant Strawn, who's been, of course, uh, helping call the games, part of the commentary team here at SCNZ. Uh, afternoon to you, Ant. We're sitting here now with uh, one team through the quarterfinals, one team looking absolutely toast, and a couple of the major contenders showing exactly the level that they can play at over the course of the weekend. The All Blacks didn't play a game, but did the All Blacks' chances get any clearer to you over the course of the weekend? Uh, afternoon, Sam, and uh, B, uh, how lucky for him to be over, over in France, mate. Eh? Obviously, mate, we're obviously on the wrong pay scale, mate. We're still stuck you know, here look, in New Zealand. But... <laughs> when, it, when it comes to Beaver World Cups, luck goes hand in hand, mate. Hand in hand. <laughs> uh, well, I was at the stadium that night when he knocked one through the post, mate, so that he could do mate. anything he likes, I can tell you that much. Exactly. Write his own check, that man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's um, it's been an, been an interesting round, mate. To, to be honest, I mean, obviously we'll probably go through the critical games, but um, yeah, I mean, teams still showing form. Obviously, that uh, we'd expect to show form at this particular um, stage of the tournament, and obviously, lots of teams still in contention. I mean, the Australian team, obviously, the team now um, who are under immense pressure, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, the round kind of went probably as most of the pundits would say. And uh, when you when you talk about we'll, we'll get we'll talk about the Wallabies first and get rid of them uh, because that's what the World Cup's doing, mate. Uh, what, did it shock you? Did it shock you at all, mate? Or was it? I guess the scoreline a little bit shocked me. I thought they might be able to hang in there a little bit more than than what it ended up. But uh, all in all, especially no Skelton and no Tupo up front, I, I thought that that was always probably an inevitable result. Yeah, it's an interesting one, actually, because, I mean, we've always said that Eddie Jones has got an amazing record to get his teams to, to the quarterfinals, at least at most, most World Cups he's been at. Um, so that was disappointing, I guess, from his perspective. But, um, you know, Wales was just impressive. Uh, I mean, it was probably uh, Warren Gatland at his best. How he scripted the actual game in terms of the way he dominated set-piece, they worked hard through the middle, um, you know, and also just um, Anscombe coming on and adding immense value, you know, particularly when he comes off bench, um, just really drove the game as you expect a game driver to do. And they just kept the hammer down. And, of course, uh, as impressive as they were, I just thought the Aussies just really struggled. They looked rudderless, mate, for mine. Struggled at set-piece, um, just couldn't get into the game. Too many errors, ill-discipline, cost them immensely. I mean, I don't know how many penalties uh, Anscombe kicked in the end, but... Um, you know, when you when you combine all those factors, um, yeah, they just look like a team that were completely lost. Listen, I, I think we uh, get so caught up in the fact that Eddie Jones has melted down and is watching a a, a completely a career potentially, well, the end, this stage of his career go down the Google somewhat that we've kind of forgotten that, as you mentioned uh, about Gatlin, he went over to a team that was in all kinds of strife. He, he kind of came almost as a favour given how much, he's, how much love he has for the union in general to come over and take over this team. And whether they're going to advance further or not is you know, obviously debatable. But right now, he's the first first coach through to the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, I mean, look, he's uh, I, I had the pleasure of playing with Gats some years ago. Um, he's a guy that you know you just build trust and respect for straight away. And I think when he went back to Wales, Obviously, he'd done really well with them in the past, so there was some strong history there. But he just creates an environment uh, that the players understand where they sit, 
Uh, he builds a really strong culture around working hard for each other. You know, all those old, I guess, cliches that we hear all the time. But they pro- probably just needed someone to come back, pull them all back into line and say, hey, man, we've got a chance to get through this pool play, get to the quarters. Um, you know, let's build a team that we, that, you know, around respect and trust and culture. And then obviously let's start playing some good football both sides of the ball. And he's done that pretty quickly. Um, so, yes, yeah, a staring result, I guess, for him and his team. And I don't think you can underestimate, people talk about this England resurgence and how they're probably dialled in and uh, sort of tailor-made for tournament play. I don't think you can underestimate, I guess, how Gaddy goes about his business and coaching. Also, very, very tough team to beat when it comes down to those sorts of games, mate. But what do you reckon, did we get the quarter-final we want now? I, I personally sit back and watch that game in the weekend between Ireland and South Africa and think, you know what, I think we've got the one we want. Yeah, I'll probably have to agree with you, Beav. I, I reckon. I mean, I'm just sort of trying to break the game down. It was a it was a game worthy of a of a quarter final or a semi final, wasn't it? We're always going to expect that. Yep. Uh, but the the Irish for me dominated at set piece, which was a real surprise. I mean, the South Africans have been so strong there, and then I, I think it's the Gibson Park, Texton, Aki. It's that little pivotal line there that 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 really drove the Irish team around the field. And, of course, they've got good wingers and love and Hanson. They believe in them to kick the ball back and, and relieve pressure. And we know they're a good attacking side. Um, but when they actually started setting a really strong set-piece platform, it enabled them to sort of to play the way they wanted. Um, and, uh, you know, they stuck to it the whole way. Uh, and bear in mind, too, Beef, I mean, you've got to defend against a South African team. And, of course, the Irish defence has also been on point the last 12 months. So you couple their attack with their D, and I mean, yeah, that's that's tracking real good into the quarterfinal. And, and the box, they, they, I guess we were talking earlier before you came on, and there's almost a feeling that they had a bit of a crack at things a little bit different in this one, and uh, they played a little bit of footy early. Of course, they're still keeping Pollard on ice, but after leaving 11 points out there off the boot, you know what a South African... South African mentality will be, you know he's going to be starting probably the last pool game. I don't think there's a shadow of a doubt about that one. And even having not having a specialist hooker, I think, sort of really came home to bite them in that last five minutes. Do you still see the box as real genuine contenders at this one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you know, let's, let's uh, you know, review their performance. They stayed in the fight for 80 months. I mean, they yep. nearly won right at the end. And as you know, more than anyone, uh, you know, these tight games are, are won on really small margins, aren't they? And I mean, uh, you know, how many kicks did they miss for goal? I mean, those points that are so critical in the tight ones, I think uh, Libick missed a couple, De Klerk missed one as well. Um, you know, so, and they did so many good things too. I mean, Khaleesi for mine is one of those guys that just leads from the front. They love the confrontational stuff. They play a pretty basic style of attack, though, don't they? And, I mean, they kind of stick to that. And you mentioned also the way they play around with their bench. I, I, I think at times they're just getting a little bit cute. I mean, they're probably better to just go back to uh, a more conventional bench, which kind of um, covers all options for them. Because in games that are so tight, you know, they got a bit stuck, didn't they? You mentioned about the hooker as well. Uh, but, mate, look, the silver lining for them, they stayed right in it till the end. Um, they'll have time to tidy up those errors, which which were present um, in the game, and uh, they're going to be there right at the end, mate. I'm I'm certain of that. And how do you think the All Blacks feel about both these teams calling their shot and saying we we hope to get the All Blacks in the quarterfinals? Now Ireland have got their wish uh, by if everything can continue to go 
as uh, one would hope for the All Blacks from here. But uh, does, it, does that kind of thing light a fire or they can't afford to think like that? Oh, it's a lot of mind games, mate, I think, to, to be honest. I, I mean, I'd really like the All Blacks just to focus on Italy. You know, they're not going to just sit down and let them win uh, and pick up their five points and go to the quarters, you know. So I, I think how the All Blacks approach that game is really critical. Uh, and they've got some things, obviously, to tidy up on both sides of the ball. Um, but what you're going to get with both South Africa and Ireland, you're going to get you know, suffocating defence. And I think, and, and Beaver will probably agree, um, you know, the ability for us to attack, uh, be a little bit more innovative and really challenge th- those two teams and the way they defend is a, a, a really um, important task for us. But also, I think we're going to need to tidy up our kicking game as well, which I think was pretty aimless, wasn't it, um, against the the French some time ago. So, look, both teams present a, a similar picture. Uh, Ireland, for me, just have more tools in their toolbox, I think, uh, particularly on attack. Just lastly, Ant, has any team made the statement yet? The statement makes you sit up and go, "This is, we're here to win the World Cup. Any team that's str- really put their uh, put the hammer down with that? Well, well the one team that I thought was going to b- battle through pool play was England. And, and I mean, I know they've, uh, they've not... Don't say it, Ant. Don't say it. Well, CB Devine's not there, so I mean, Bebe won't mind saying that. But they... They just seem to, I don't know, they seem to have something there um, that will potentially get them to the to the semi-final stage. And then, of course, anything can happen. But, I mean, a, a team really that has, has, I think, showcased something that we're all hoping was Fiji. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you know, if they progress through to the quarterfinals, I mean, anything can happen around that group, honestly. And I think the way they've tidied up their set piece means that they could compete against the, the bigger, stronger nation. So... I mean, who knows? That could be a fairy tale story, couldn't it? That one. Absolutely. Uh, and Strawn, always appreciate your time, mate, and insight. Enjoy uh, what we've got coming up, and let's get uh, some good vibes going for this Italian game for the All Blacks. It's a huge one. Cool, mate. Take care, boys.